Super Talk Mississippi media production. What's the key to discovering delectable dining? Find something that sizzles. A time-tested favorite. A feast for your eyes and palate. And a dining experience handled with care. In Vicksburg, the key to the South. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. With Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk of 24-7 Sports. Powered by Taylor Construction Equipment. Whether you're looking to rent, lease, buy, or for service, contact Taylor Construction Equipment today at taylorconstructionequipment.com or call 662-446-1048. Now get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Sunday afternoon. Thanks for joining us here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our service minimum out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors over at College Corner and collegecornerstore.com. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at, at – I don't know, none of that's correct. Mm-mm-mm-mm. That's funny. I got it right and then completely got it wrong. How you did. I, did. How did I pull that off? That's a tribute I mean, we're, to yesterday's you know, game, I think. Well, it's kind of like, you know, when you're a freshman, you're not really a freshman anymore in week eight. Yeah. You shouldn't still, be you shouldn't be doing this at this stage of the season. I screwed up. You got to yeah. figure it out. Yeah, I, you know what? You know what though? Yeah. Figure it out. Considering that the the game-winning play from yesterday's game was a penalty. Glorious. I think that I can be afforded a little bit of that. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com is the place to find the maroon and white merchandise that you are looking for. If it's for yourself, your family, your car, your tailgate, your your house, whatever it is, Mississippi State, they've got it at College Corner. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet, Flowood by the Half Shell. Or you can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Restaurant Tyler is the flagship restaurant of our fine city of Starkville. Just left there. Oh, yeah, you had brunch there today? Mm-hmm. And I'm let me go out and I'm gonna I'm gonna put on my psychic hat here. Psychic psychic okay. hat. Mm-hmm. It was good. Yes. Yeah. How did you know? I, I'm psychic about. I was. I have a very limited range of psychic ability, but that's in it. Genius. Uh, what can I say? You could be like Ro- IQ Robbie of one eighty six. <laughs> You're talking to a very intelligent man, college educated. That's right. So, if you want to enjoy Sunday brunch just like Robbie did, next time you're in Starkville. Head over to Restaurant Tyler. 16 Priority One Bank locations throughout Central Mississippi. They're here to serve you. Guys, community banks, they are a big deal. Just like shopping locally and and eating locally, it's important to bank locally. It builds strong communities, and plus it gives you the opportunity to do business with people that you know. If you want to talk to somebody about a loan and you want to talk to somebody at a bank that you've never done business with before, corporate bankers who make these decisions, that's on you. I would prefer to talk to people I know that know me, and we have that relationship going in. That's what Priority One Bank affords you. If you know anything about Priority One Bank, you know they have one of the best mobile banking apps that's available, smooth, streamlined, and it's really, really easy to use. And it's also, uh, you can do a lot more on there than just move your money around. Check out PriorityOneBank.com to find a location near you. Let Priority One Bank make you their priority. Oh, man. Mississippi State 7, Arkansas 3. You know, if if this if we were having this podcast in April, that would have been a perfectly fine score. Nobody yes. would have said anything. Well, people would be ecstatic. Yeah, they'd be like, hey, beat Arkansas. Fantastic. By four runs. Yeah, really held it to it. Yeah. Big, big knock from Dakota Jordan. You know, uh, Bradley Lofton gave him three scoreless in relief, and here we are. But no, it is October. So we're talking about football. But we are talking about a win. So, should we be happy? Should we be sad? Should we have just regret all of our life decisions that brought us to this point? I don't know. Let's find out from someone who does. Tell them, Falk! Well, <laughs> just, just a well. I didn't expect that one. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. 
off guard. I didn't know what he, I knew it was going to be something, but I wasn't expecting just a little. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. All right, go. That's what I wanted this game to be, the hidden in plain sight game, but it was on ESPN. Yeah. The whole country had to suffer with us. But you know what I'll say, Brian? Yeah. I would much rather be on the Auburn end of the three to two yeah. than what Mississippi State was on. Yeah. I would much yeah. rather be on the seven to three than what Arkansas is on. That's right. The state got the seven. <laughs> Here's my deal with this game. <laughs> I am on I'm fully on well. board. <laughs> I'm fully on board with just win. Mm-hmm. Like I, I I'm just not at this stage going to get, you know, out been out of shape with Mississippi State going on the road and winning the SEC game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that a lot of people were ready to send Zach Arnett and the staff packing after the game. I, I just feel like getting a win by any means necessary at this point was the most important thing for Mississippi State, and they got it. Mm-hmm. We're going to dive into the details of this game, why there were some very alarming things, which – I mean, I don't know what we could have learned from yesterday that would be more alarming than what we've already seen, but I thought there were some really good things, too. And before anybody is on the other side saying it's Arkansas, the defense playing the way that they did was very, very, very encouraging. Yes. We talked about how bad this Arkansas offense was all week, but they scored 20 against Ole Miss. Mm -hmm. They scored... 21, I think, against Alabama. Mm-hmm. They scored, well, they scored 30 something against LSU. Yeah. 20 something. Yeah. State gave up three points. Yeah. And the three points came on the from, road. Yes. Three points came from an interception on the opening possession, short field. Defense held them to a field goal. The rest of the game, I thought, was total domination from Mississippi State's defense. And I get it. This offense from Arkansas, I've been harping on it more than anybody. This offense is terrible for Arkansas. The, what they've done to K.J. Jefferson is criminal. It's it's sad to see. He is, he is a defeated man out there. But the constant pressure, constant hitting K.J. Jefferson, coverage was really good. I thought, all things considered, Mississippi State's defense was excellent. You can only play who's in front of you. And we just watched Mississippi State – by the way, give up 28 points to Western Michigan. Yeah. So I don't want to hear it's all about Arkansas being bad. State played a great defensive game yesterday, mm-hmm. and um, I'm still I'm still on board with that. That looked like Zach Arnett's defense. Yeah. The calls, all of that. You know, just the I, way they played. And I don't want to diminish if if that was Matt Brock doing all the work. I don't want to diminish that. I'm just saying it looked like Zach Arnett's defense. What they did, they have not done that at all this year. And you do that in the second half of the schedule, you're talking about a team that can reach the potential that we said they could from a win-loss perspective. On the offensive side of the ball, ooh, just, just really, just really ooh. That was a really, really bad offensive game for Mississippi State, and I put a lot of it on play calling. I thought they were very conservative, which was something that you don't want to see going on the road in the SEC, especially with your defense playing the way that you did. I didn't like how I didn't like how that game was called. Mm-hmm. I didn't like the decisions that were made. I didn't like the positions that they put the team in. Um, you know, Mike Wright wasn't. You know, it didn't set the world on fire his performance, but I didn't think he was as bad as some people. Wanted to say completion mm-hmm. percentage was high sixties, I think. Right. Um, rush for sixty plus yards and eleven carries. You had a, a running back in Jaquavius Marks that just couldn't stay in the ball game. Uh, so you were kind of you know behind the chains there with him. All things considered, there. I mean, I, th- I thought there were some okay things on offense, but it was just not a very good game. It was special teams were not good from punting, missed a field goal. The defense was really the the main takeaway for me, what they did in this game, and the and the other main takeaway is the fact that Mississippi State won. Yeah, you win the ball game, you are now back on track. You've made up that game that you lost against South Carolina because I think you had. Do you have State losing to Arkansas? I had State four and three at this point. No, I had them beating Arkansas. Okay, 
You had them losing South Carolina. Yes. See, I, I had opposite. Yeah, so opposite. we were both <laughs> right back on track. And we can't be that upset about that. We no. said Mississippi State at this point would be four and three. And there's a lot of things to, you know, gnash our teeth about and all that. But if you came here expecting, you know, total hellfire and brimstone, no. I, I just don't see not, it. Not they they found a way to win. There's a lot of concerning things with this program, but yesterday they won a ball game in the SEC, and that's tough to do. Yeah, I agree with with everything you just said. And uh, what what a, what a game! What? But it was finally you know one of those deals where like you know you can accept losing to LSU, losing to Alabama, but the way that they played in those ball games mm, it was bad. Yeah, it was finally a game where and you even could say really Alabama outside of Will Rogers throwing three picks in that game, State didn't play that badly. I mean, did those are interceptions. In that yeah. Game? And t- and one of them went for a, an inter- a touchdown, and the That's other right. one s- was set up for a touchdown. So I mean, I thought State against Alabama played about as well as they played in a decade. Mm-hmm. LSU is the problem, yeah. Especially when you and South Carolina and again, now. Well, yeah, but I mean, I, it's always it's just tough to win on the road. I, yeah. I, I'm willing to, to let that one slide. LSU, when you look at how bad they are defensively, the fact that you couldn't do anything is is concerning. That's yeah. concerning. I get that, but at the end of the day, you know, they got the win. Uh, they're four and three. They have a great chance to get to a bowl. Now, is that enough? If this team goes 6-6 six and six and they go to a bowl, would I still make a change? Probably. Because, I mean, I, when I look at that... that it just that, Yesterday, it just looked like a lot of, like, just don't... They didn't know what to do. The post-game, I don't know, I don't know if you watched uh, him on his post-game interview right mm-hmm. after he's coming off the field, and whoever the ESPN reporter is grabs him and is asking... I mean, it literally like they pulled somebody out of the stands. Yeah. To just answer questions. He's he had no he, he just it's like, yeah, we won and we gotta do a little bit of think some think some better and I'm just like Zach, I know you, man. I know this is not you. I know you're not happy about the way your offense played, so just let it go. He's like, you know, just say, hey, thank God for the defense that finally showed up. We played well on the defensive side of the ball. Mike, we got to do some better things with him. We'll get that that ironed out, but we got the win and that I mean you can say it and sound he didn't sound confident. He sounded like he just, well, he didn't, they he didn't coach. Felt, they didn't coach confident. They didn't. No, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. I mean, and it's. I feel like he is still. I, I still feel like he's learning the ropes and stuff. And again, he's allowed to do that. He's allowed to have a you know a period where he's got right. to learn. But I just think he's he's too eager to listen to a lot of different people and how telling him what he's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Maybe just go with your own gut. I mean, yeah. you've you've coached under some really good coaches. You've you've been a part of some good programs. Just go with your gut. Just go with what you feel like is natural. Yeah. Uh, but right now, it's just it seems like he's just really like he's having to think about everything that he says, mm-hmm. and he just seems really uncomfortable. Yeah. It's rough. It's it's tough to watch at, at, at times. But at the same time, like I said, Mississippi State gets the win, and uh, that's enough. That's enough for for today. So. It's enough. It's enough. Like enough is enough. Okay. The band, you know. Yeah, I remember them. Oh yeah. Is that that's that's is that the Steve Robertson band? I'm sure that it is. I bet we could probably get a boneyard with a top ten enough is enough countdown. I'm just asking for at this point. (laughs) And faster pussy cat and he's done faster pussy cat. I'm pretty sure. I don't know about enough. I'll, I'll I'll give him two bands. So he could. Let's go. Enough's enough. And trickster. Oh gosh! I'll give you those two. And there so you I, go. I want to see what you come up with. Ah, let's move on into the rest of the show. That's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council. I want to remind you that beef. It's what's for dinner. Had one of our one of my followers on Twitter like they were going to report me because I cooked a pork butt this weekend. I'm like I, and sometimes I, I cook pork. Like, yeah, but trust me. When I, I thought say, you were cheating on on I, the beef council, you know the beef council. I tell you what, if the beef council doesn't want me to cheat, you know you you want to keep old Brian at home. Maybe you should provide some beef, huh? Just send me a couple of chuck roasts and I'll cook those up. My cousin, my cousin and I mm-hmm. uh, grilled some hamburgers on Saturday night. So you you covered the beef for this podcast. We did very good. That's all we needed. Just Don't worry, us. guys. We're we're going to eat yeah. beef yeah, like that as much as I can. Yeah. So we're we're not. So we we like to spread the wealth a little bit. Yeah. Guys, if you're cooking out, cook with beef. It's just that simple. You need recipes? They've got them. MSBeef.org. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find smoked southern soul food. Robbie and I were there earlier. Uh, what, what day did we go? Thursday? 
Yes. Thursday. Thursday for lunch. Really good. Mm-hmm. Really good. Had my favorite, the chicken chipotle. Ta- you know what I like about the chicken chipotle tacos, too? Not a lot of calories. Healthy. It's smoked chicken. It's healthy. It's good for you. That's right. It's got it's got grains in the tortilla. You've mm-hmm. got the protein in the meat. Mm-hmm. you got some vegetables in there with the jalapenos yep. and the dairy from the cheese. There you go. I got yeah, every, you covered just food about pyramid. every food group. Yeah, I got it all. So, you want if you want to eat healthy, and it's also delicious. By healthy, and no doctor uh, gave me any uh, kind of guidance on that. Just want to let you know. Uh, Brian is not a certified. I'm not a certified physician. nutrition or medical professional in any way, shape, or form. They have called me Doctor Love, though. They call me Doctor Love. Two brothers smoke meats in the heart of the Cotton District. Great products and great service is what every business likes to promise you. They deliver it to you at Advantage Business Systems. They've been doing it for 48 years. I need someone from Advantage Business Systems to reach out to me and let me know when their anniversary is so I can switch from 48 to 49. It's got to be, you know, if it hasn't happened already, we're in late October here. But, you know, and that way I'll know for next year. Exactly. And also you'll know that you've got a business with nearly a half century of results behind you. So when you buy a product from them, you know darn well it's going to be backed up with great service. And that's what keeps businesses open, is taking care of their customers. They've done it for 48 years at Advantage Business Systems. 601-362-9192, or you can visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. The Rogue and the Collegiate Collection at The Rogue. Guys, we are almost, it, it, we are like two months away from Christmas Day, all right? Now you have to ask yourself if you tell if you just tell you know your significant other, hey yeah I've been wanting to get a new MSU polo or new MSU quarters that that's what I want for Christmas. You got to be specific, otherwise you're going to open up that thing and you oh, oh hey look at this beautiful banner rim that's the size of a baby's head on my uh, my pullover. Thank you, honey, I love it. And then you never wear it again, and you're you're uh, then you get the questions, you get the questions like why don't you ever wear that? Oh it, I it's just I'm just not that cold. Even you're shivering. Make it easy on yourself. Say, hey, I saw this online at therogue.com. This is what I want for Christmas. It's a beautiful new state script slash M over S slash interlocking MSU polo or pullover. That's what you want, so be specific and tell them that. Get it from the Rogue. Don't live the three-stripe life. Shop at the Rogue. It's time once again for these are the things that are true. We have ten things that are true. Robbie. Double digits. Double digits. We're going to get right into them. Number one, a win is a damn win. All right? A loss can be a win. Yes. The 2008 Egg Bowl is mm-hmm. an example of that. Mm-hmm. And a, but a win cannot be a loss. Cannot have a win that's a loss, in my opinion. No. When you win, you win. Especially SEC road wins. It's a win. It's a win. At the, at, at the core of everything else, it's a win. People were somehow, you know... Oh, we'll, we'll get. They, they acted well, like yesterday was, was a bad thing. I, I mean, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Uh, number two, we were right about something. We were right. Uh, we've said for the past few weeks, doesn't matter if it's Will Rogers or Michael Wright, it's all about the defense playing better. We were right. Yep. The, the, anybody could have probably, you know, anybody could have found a way. Jake Weir could have led the team to victory yesterday if he's going to get defense like that. If you give up three points in a game, that legitimately might be the the best defensive performance by an SEC team in an SEC game this year. Like there may not be a game this year where another SEC team is that good defensively. Well, you got to think about it. You have a fourth year, I think he's his fourth year quarterback mm-hmm. in oh, KJ a, Jefferson, yeah. who, as bad as their offensive scheme is. He several times yesterday he would kind of take it into his own hands, take off and run and things like that. Mm-hmm. You're still talking about a guy that's played a lot of SEC football. Absolutely, incredibly difficult to bring to the ground, incredibly difficult to defend. He's got arm talent. He can run. Big physical guy. And State just really pummeled him at times yesterday, mm-hmm. blitzing from every level. They brought they brought pressure from corners, safeties, linebackers. There were very few times where he just had a clean pocket, mm-hmm. and I, again, I just I I got to give the defense a ton of credit because mm-hmm. yesterday it just felt like a defense that we've seen from the past you know couple years. It really felt like in in a lot of ways what we saw against Ole Miss last year, 
what the defense was able to do against Ole Miss and just you know scheming it up. They they held Ole Miss to I think under 100 yards or something rushing that game. That's what this game felt like. Mm-hmm. You know, as bad as Arkansas has been, they've still scored several touchdowns against you know some of the better teams in the SEC West. Mm-hmm. State didn't give up a touchdown, right. and the only points they gave up on the road. After was after an interception. Yeah, on the short end of Which, the field. Let's all be honest. On that second play interception, we were all thinking the same thing. Oh yeah, this is about to be a blowout. Uh, it's about to be a blowout. Yeah, here they go. And then when they held them to three, I was like, "That's that is a, a huge positive. That's yep. a big win there." So they went from there. Uh, where are we here? I've got my 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 things in a different place here. Number three. I know after he was asked after the game about did you take over or whatever, and he said no. Mm-hmm. I don't care what he says. It's almost different. Yeah, something's different. You know, if you don't want if you don't want to take the credit, that's fine. There was a better way to answer that, I would say. But I don't care. I don't care what the man says. Something was different. On Did Saturday. he just say no? I need I need to go back and because I, I made I made mention what, I thing. made mention of that on the board yesterday, and a guy got very upset at me saying I was calling Zach Arnett a liar or whatever, and just quoted him as saying no. If he just said no and just left it at that, it absolutely was him. The, the, the question about Will not being – just answer the question, please. What was it? Just He was asked, like, when when did you know that he would not be available? That was an ongoing evaluation. It goes week to week. We'll continue our evaluation. It just – See, and that's a perfect example of just, coaches are not always going to be right. up front with you, and that's it's, it's fine. They don't have to be. But don't act like everything a coach says is gospel. Yeah. That's that always irks me. People think that whatever a coach says is one hundred percent truth. Coaches lie. Coaches withhold information mm-hmm. for the better what they feel is the better of their team. That's, yeah. I'm trying to find where what exactly he said about credit to Coach Brock and the defensive coaches to have them prepare. I mean, I, he doesn't. I guess he doesn't really say. I don't know. I I just can't be convinced otherwise. It it was called. It, that was a that was a complete one. It's different. I mean, watch the game against Western Michigan and watch the game that you watched Saturday, and tell me that nothing changed schematically. Or watch watch what they did the last three years. Yeah, and look at the two schemes. It's not yeah. it's not even about just the personnel because mm-hmm. yesterday they didn't have the personnel. They've mm-hmm. had the same personnel for the last six weeks. Yeah, I mean it's the same group. How were they able to get pressure in this game and not against Western Michigan? Exactly. I mean, and again, I know Arkansas's offense is not good. Yeah. But neither is Western Michigan's. Yeah, I'm not going to say neither that. Neither is South Carolina's. I'm not going to say that a MAC team has better personnel than Arkansas. Right. I'm just exactly. not going to do that. Exactly. Uh, number four. You know, we can debate what is the greatest touchdown in Mississippi State history, right? We can, we can have a debate about that. We could debate what is the greatest home run in Mississippi State football history. We could debate the greatest three-point shot in, in Mississippi State history. We can debate the greatest player, the greatest win, greatest team. We could debate all of those things. What we cannot debate is that that was the greatest penalty in Mississippi State history by Xavier Thomas, the player of the game, Yeah, for false starting. And <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. See I've never it. seen the play of the game. I wish Jack Crystal was still with us. Because I would have loved to hear our our sonic play of the game is Xavier Thomas' false start. It saved the game. You know, about midway through the game, people were saying, "Yeah, three to two, three to 2 I'm like, "Guys, this is not even in this in the it's same not. realm." Yeah, I, I wanted to address that because I'll, they they you know there wasn't a whole lot of uh, highlights for the baby I'm burning YouTube yeah. video that they're going to make for this game, but that one is on there. Yeah, if you told me that play happened in the '08 game. I would not even bat an eye. Right. That was incredible. I just can't get over the fact that the play of the game was a false start. (laughs) And my favorite part of it is the Arkansas fan on TV who doesn't realize it's a dead ball foul. So he's just sitting there clapping. He's like, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Decline it. it. Decline it. And his buddy behind him is just like, hello, darkness, my old friend. He knew. Man, that that was... That was one of the saddest crowd shots during that game. That whole game had a had plethora of crowd shots. If you would, were an un, if you are a true college football sicko, that was the game for you. It had everything on ESPN. The most 
important play of the game was the a penalty. Start. The second most important play of the game might have been the blindside block, which I thought was crap. Yeah, that pulls Bright's touchdown off the board because if, if it's fourteen three, we're having a totally different discussion. In Arkansas. Uh, they kind of laid down anyway on offense, but they, they're probably done. At 14-3, they're like, we can't get 14 I was points. wrong on Arkansas. I really thought that they would come out and spire no, in that game. We talked about it all week last week. We were like, not sure what they're going to be. I they, thought, they laid down. I thought they I thought they could do either one, but I thought they would be the other way because yeah. I, I thought they would see yeah. they have an opportunity. Yeah. No, they they completely – Yeah, they laid down. They looked dead. Yeah, after after State got the lead, they were like, we're out. And uh, I'm looking at the schedule. It was – it was – it looked good. Yeah. But now I don't know. Oh, for Arkansas? Yeah, yeah, they needed to win this game. Now they're probably going three and nine. You're not winning six. They'll beat Florida Internet six. Well, what, look, playoffs. They have what? Auburn. They still Florida. Florida. Auburn. Missouri. Uh, Missouri. Florida International. And they have one more uh, SEC game. No, they they have they have a bye this week. Okay, that's right. So they, they have, have four. They have four more games. Yeah. So they'll lose. They'll lose. To, they'll probably lose to and Auburn nine. and Florida. And they're going three and nine. And they're not going to win an SEC game. Ooh! And again, ew, ew! He stole my ew. Do you like that? I did. I appreciate so here, it. Here's, it was, I, I call it as an as an homage. Next next year, mm-hmm. when when these whole predictions happen and Arkansas is picked ahead of Mississippi State, remember this. We're going to point out again yeah. that Arkansas has the worst record in the SEC West yeah. over the last decade. By the way, by a long shot. Hold on. Let me. We're going to read this quote. Okay. Let me find it here. It's also, a, you know what this means? If State gets like one more win, probably, they're not going to be last in the SEC West. That's right. The media was wrong again. That's right. Here it is. I want you guys to listen to this quote, and I want you to tell me what you want my reaction to have been if Zach Arnett had said this. Oh, because, this is the Pittman quote? Because if Zach Arnett said this, you guys would be like, if y'all don't stab him with a knife oh. at the press conference, I will never follow you again. He's asked about the decision – where they, they're going to kick the field goal and they end up taking a delay a game. Mm-hmm. And so it's, now they're out of field goal range. I had decided it was fourth and four, I think, maybe fourth and three right in Cam's range. I didn't know what to do, to be perfectly honest Ugh. with you. Ugh. So I was probably eight seconds in on the 40-second clock. I decided to kick a field goal, and we didn't get it off in time. That's the truth. I did not want to call a timeout at that point because I wasn't even sure I wanted to kick a field goal, to be ah. perfectly honest with you. Ah. <laughs> This sounds like when when Lois was insulting Peter to bring him back to his actual height. <laughs> we kicked it down to the two, and the fans got really involved with it. Trey, I guess he's talking to Trey Biddy there. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you, I didn't know what to do. I didn't make the decision fast enough. Once I got in there, I thought we had plenty of time to kick it, but at that point, I wasn't going to burn a timeout because my feeling was I wasn't for sure I was making the right decision anyway. Ooh. Fired. Fired. No chance you can come back from a statement like that. Yikes. That is one of the most... Incredible statements I've ever heard a head coach make. That's unbelievable. A head coach made that statement. That is a fireball offense. Yeah, you're you're it. You're I mean, give, give Arnett credit for. I mean, nobody. I don't think anybody asked him about it, but you know, he made his decisions to go to not go for it. Yeah. My guess is, when we asked him on Monday, he's gonna be like, "I just thought at the time that was the best decision to make. Whether you agree with it or not, that was my decision." And the, I mean, this is your four. Yeah. I mean, he's been a head coach. Yeah, that's the thing. This is not Pittman's first rodeo. And that that's kind of the issue when you hire a guy that's kind of like CEO yeah. type. You Gotta better have, have some people around yeah. you that are really good. And he yeah. just, I guess, just Oof. doesn't have it. That is pain. If I'm an Arkansas fan, there is. I mean, I've I've I've, sent, I've fired off an email. I promise you that. I've so made what, a phone what's call. his contract situation? Didn't he just get a raise? I think Sexton is is struck again. He's going to get about a forty fifty million dollar buyout. Out oh of that. yeah, he, they got to get rid of him. Yeah, they got to go. Number five. There's no questioning the MVP of this football team. It's Woody Marks. Mm-hmm. If he's not in, the th- they can't go. Yeah. Like it's 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 you know we, we you and I may made, made some jokes every now and then, and I know a lot of people message board about Ole Miss paying Quinshawn Judkins as much as they did. Oh, running backs are just so replaceable, so replaceable these days. Not really. When you got a stud, you got to get he, he's he makes a difference, and Woody Marks is the difference maker. Rogers and Wright doesn't matter. Woody Marks and Jeff Pittman or whoever matters for Mississippi State. They just can't keep him healthy. It's it's a different it's injury every time. It's I, tough. I know some people thought that that was a that ankle injury was something that was like he was already dealing with. That was a separate deal two weeks ago. So that's not even the same injury. 
And then yesterday, the hamstring, completely different. They just cannot keep him healthy. Yeah. And I, I just – I can't help but wonder what they would be like if he was completely healthy. Yeah, they'd be a little bit better. The they might they, they might have had another win. Yesterday, they, South yesterday they would have scored – Couple you know, three or four touchdowns. I, I think, think so. And I think against South Carolina, they probably have a chance to win. And he, he just, realized, by the way, if if state if, if if they don't have that crazy interception, that state's probably five and two right now against South Carolina. If, if that yeah. one that where the guy went in and went out, they're probably five and two. Some, some, I'm not going to consider that a thing that is true because I can't prove it. But it kind of goes back to my my point that I that I made before the season when people were projecting Mississippi State to win four games. Yeah. They just don't. They don't do that. They they're able to find ways to win games and be like good enough, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, and there's a lot of things that along the way just kind of irks a lot of people. Mm-hmm. It's not you know the state's not hitting their full potential, or whatever. But you know, this is a team that's going to average seven to nine wins mm-hmm. um, on average. They're not. They don't have years where they win two or three games. Right. They don't have years where it's just a complete dumpster fire on the field. I mean, they find ways to win. That's what they did yeah. on Saturday. And if yeah. they find a way to win next week against Auburn, they're going to a bowl. They're going to a bowl, and they have a chance at seven or eight. Yeah, which is exactly where we thought they would be. And yeah. it, you know, a lot of times the details yeah. are in there. Nobody left on the schedule is unbeatable. The toughest game remaining is against Ole Miss. And it that's that's the, a game that crazy things happen. Well, I think what we found this year is the SEC is just bad. It's just bad. It's, it's really a down bad. year. Auburn man. looked awful on offense. They're so bad. They looked so bad against Ole Miss. Yeah. Arkansas's bad. A and M's not, not good. They have know, talent. I don't know that Jimbo Fisher's coaching A and M. Who knows? There. I don't know. Who knows what's going to happen with him? So, uh, number six, if the defense effort, the defensive effort is replicable. I don't know if that's a real word or not. Yeah, replicable. Then State can win seven games. They play defense like that. I, against Ole Miss, I just don't know because Ole Miss has a way of making you look bad on defense. But they can certainly beat Auburn, Kentucky, Southern Miss, and Texas A&M playing defense like that. Yeah. So Kentucky is a very winnable game right now. They, at, at Stoops home, doesn't win on the road. He just doesn't do it. Yeah. And State has owned Kentucky at home. Yeah. Um, who knows what their quarterback situation will be at that point, but that's something that will – uh, When you get a chance, you got to see this Miles Garrett play that just happened. It is incredible. Did he kill someone? He they're doing a field goal. He literally hurdles over the line and blocks the field goal. Wow! I, I mean, like from an athleticism standpoint, I've watched. I've watched this. Video you have like, to time that really well. Yeah. he doesn't touch anybody. That um, I, th- well, I think about. It. I mean, he might he might clip the guard on his way down, but he does not touch anybody. Every time I think about the talent that A and M has had, it's it makes me sick. It's, if you give that talent to Dan Mullen. Look at Devon A. He's got two national titles. Look oh, at A-Shane. A-Shane. He's best running back in the but league. But we knew that. Last year yeah. we talked about why yeah. is this guy not getting carries? Yeah, we did. We did. And they got they got even better talent on the field now, and they just can't yeah. do anything. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Number seven. We're, I'm not saying it's as, it's as widespread, and it's just a few people, but when I see it, it bothers me. We're just doing, people are doing that thing again where they want to lose. Oh, that and, is the worst. And they, it's just as annoying today as it was in 2019. It's like you got people who are like, I, I, "This is not what we needed to have happen." Like if you if you wanted Arkansas to win, yeah, yesterday, yeah, get out. You're you're a problem. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Just like, to get rid of a coach. Yeah. Like what do you what like, do you do? I'll tell you what. This guy can win every game the rest of he ever coaches like that for the rest of his life. If yeah. you tell me right now Who that cares? hey every game is going to be seven to three, but State will never lose. Okay. Yeah, Take, it. Take it. Take it. You're in the playoff. So we got <laughs> just y'all just need to calm down. Right? I just don't understand. At the end of the season, that. it'll all work itself out one yeah. way or the other. If they feel like Zach Arnett cannot move forward as coach, I don't think it's as cut and dry as, you know, if he goes to bowl game, he's go if he went if he loses four games, he's I don't think that's how it's gonna work. Yeah. I think it's gonna be a, a decision made by Zach Selman mm-hmm. where he's he says you know, Zach, I don't know if Zach can can win here. Right. Or he says, I believe in this program. I believe that he can right the ship. He can have a really good, productive program. He can recruit well. That's going to be something that's gathered over time by, by Zach Selman. Um, and wanting the team to lose just to – just to uh, fire the coach, I, yeah. I just don't know. Not great. I, I don't, I don't we'll agree get with it. that. We'll get it figured out. 
Uh, I think so. I don't know. Number eight. This is like the third game I've, I've felt like this. That Barbe calls plays scared. Like he is just sometimes like sometimes sometimes. You, sometimes you have to look at your defense and go, they are playing balls out. They are really playing well. We got to take some shots here because I think our defense can bail us out if we screw up. But he doesn't do that. He goes the other way. He's like you know, ultra conservative. He goes ultra conservative. Well, I think he's done I, both. I don't know. Yeah, there's been, yeah, the LSU game. I thought he was a little too uh, not aggressive. But South Carolina. Was, yeah. Well, he tried to run the ball in that game, but he threw for 487 yards. I can't really complain about the offense in that. But but that's what I'm saying. Like in that game, he was super aggressive. Yeah. What? Like yeah. I, I see what you're saying. We got like a little Jekyll Hyde thing going. Yeah. Like I so, see what like. You're in one game, you know, the play calling is very conservative. In another game, they're taking shots down the field and things yeah. like that. Yeah. I I just don't I don't know where Mississippi State is as an offense. Right. I don't know what their identity is. I don't know what Kevin Barbet's identity is as a play caller. Mm-hmm. I thought Saturday was extremely conservative. Like Mississippi State was scared they were gonna give Arkansas momentum mm-hmm. uh, by making a bad play. But there were two there were two possessions where they had fourth in three or less. Mm-hmm. And one of them was like the second possession of game. Yeah. And you have, you know, Mike Wright in there, and I believe Woody Marks was still healthy mm-hmm. at that point. You don't trust those two guys to get a yard? Well, I think I put that on Arnett, which was, leads us into number nine, which is Arnett playing scared. Who is this guy? Yeah. Like, I never thought the day would come where Arnett's like, Let's not roll the dice. Let's you know, this which is guy, was completely different from the from the philosophy they had on defense. He would blitz. He would zero blitz you in a second. They did it yesterday. They, did they it. were and, they were blitzing the entire game. And and but on offense, he's like, now we're going to punt it away. I'm like, what do you have to? Li-? I, I I I'm interested because you know, nobody asked him yesterday. I want to see if we can get a, an answer today. We'll see what happens. And the the other thing was the punts were thirty yards. They punt now, it to the twenty. That's the worst part. It's like when you're going if you're gonna make the decision to punt, you better have somebody back there that can pin them. And he, yeah, they, like they didn't have that. If you're just not gonna go for it and you just want to trade out field position, I get that. Yeah, but you're not really. Yeah, they're starting like they would on a regular possession after a score. The, the first one was worth twenty nine yards of field position. Yeah, I mean that's that's not. Worth I it. I just can't be convinced the state wouldn't have gotten that first down. No. Get get uh, under center with Mike Wright. Tush push him. You know, brotherly shove, whatever you want to call it. We need to come up with our own Mississippi Brotherly State. Brotherly shove. Yeah, we got to come up with That's our own good. Mississippi State. That's what they call it. I like so. it. All right, number 10. This is my 10th season on the MSU beat. I don't know how many you have. Uh, 11. <sighs> no season has felt like work more than this one. It is a chore to cover this team. Nobody's happy. Nobody's excited about anything. It's just like... It, 19 was similar. 19 was similar, but with Schrader, you had like this hope of this look at the future a little bit, and yeah. you know, you didn't. You would have never thought in a million years Morehead was going to lose his job at any point. You're like, this sucks, but they'll figure it out eventually. Until uh, you know, around this point, yeah, in the season. By the way, if State wins, next well, week, uh, Tennessee, yeah, after Tennessee, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, at that point, I was like, this isn't working, but at least I, I thought you had the, the building block of the future. You know, if Parson were out there doing stuff, I'd be like, okay, well, look at this guy. But, I think it was just like the. You know, the offense was just so mundane then. Like, you know what another part of it is for me? In, in 2019, Ole Miss was terrible. Yeah. So there, yeah. there is there is definitely – I mean – I mean, just think about my – You've got to be honest about this. Well, just think about my job. Yeah. Like, I have – when I, in 2019, I would go on and do the show, and it's like, well, State wasn't very good, but neither was Ole Miss, and now i got to go on the show. And I, State's not very good, but Ole Miss is great. And, uh, I, you know, it weighs on you. That fuels – the other team every yeah. time. Yeah. Every single time. And there's going to be, I'm telling you, that that's just why I don't, I'm not making a declaration either way on the direction of this program just yet. But that is going to intensify in November. Depending on what Mississippi State is doing, if they're having success, then there's going to be a big push for recruiting, getting the right players in here, making sure you stay competitive, all that stuff. If you're struggling, it's going to get louder and louder. I'm just uh, I'm just putting that out there. If state struggles here down the stretch, they get blown out by Ole Miss, the recruiting class is kind of a, you know, washes out. There's going to be a lot of people that are going to be up in arms. Yeah. 
And so that's it's, it's, it's yeah. It, it absolutely has a lot to do with it Ole will. Miss. No people. There's a lot of people that don't want to admit that, but it it absolutely does. I agree. Now, you know I agree. So, all right. It's important to be able to admit those kind of things. Here's something else that's important. Let's talk about something important. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. Coffee is for Closers is brought to you by our good friends over at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffee House here in Starkville or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. Be a little weird, Robbie, if Brupolo was in Mashulaville. Oh, I know where that is. I knew you would. Mashulaville and... You ever stayed at the Mashulaville Dormitory? I have not. It's a two-star hotel. It's uh, in between Rough Seminary and the fire station. I have uh, on Highway 490. I had a friend that lived in Mashulaville. Okay, well there you go. That's somewhere around Sugarlock, isn't it? Hold on, let me move over here. Uh, it's it's west of Sugarlock. Basically, if when you go you go to Macon, you take 14, 14, uh, to, and then down to 490, and 14 west. Yes, you go west west towards Louisville. Yes. Yeah. I've traveled that road. Many I'm, times. I'm sure you have. I, I I want to go Winston County, but there's just not enough for those little communities. That I know are on this our map. friend. I know our friend Lee Battle knows where both of those places are. I very bet he well. does. I bet he does. I, you know, Lee and I used to go head to head in basketball. I did not know that he was playing for the uh, Macon Central Vikings. So the Mashulaville Dormitory is one of only two structures remaining from Knoxby County Agricultural High School, which began in 1911. Soon after World War II, the school was closed. Oh, then it was used as a children's home. And now it's just a... Uh, Is it abandoned? Uh, 2009, the Mennonite Service Center was formed. It coordinates VBS programs, feeds the children. There's always something to do. There's a lot of Mennonites in Knoxville oh, yeah, County. Yeah. And they bake. Oh, they also work in the catfish industry, that's right. as you know. That's right. That's true. That's a true story. We know a few of those pretty well, don't we? Well, yes, we do. we do. We do. We say all that to say that we love StrangeBrewCoffeeHouse.com. Bulldog Initiative business. And we love Superior. We do. Ah, uh, for Mississippi State, I don't think we can give Cole Smith any uh, any coffee. It was he's been good. I've this never year. seen anything like that. First off, it's hilarious that State had three penalties that cost them a third of a yard each. Yeah, yeah, and, <laughs> that's just so funny. To and me. then you got the you got the the, the sideline reporter guys. It's just it's so loud. It's deafening down here. Like no, no, it's not that. No. That's not what this is. You're not even talking very loud right now. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's not like that offensive line hadn't been in some tough environments before. Yeah. So Cole, but he's been good this year, but he did not have his best day in the SEC. I don't think I've ever done this before. It's Arkansas. I'm going to give it to the team that State played. Yeah, they're pathetic. That was that was so and, bad. And man. Pittman's comments after the game, and they they're, they're just ta- you're right, three and nine. And that yeah, and he's they're out. Their fans were convinced they were going to be really good this year. That 2021 season was a fluke. It's, a, it's an aberration now. When you, look and you, you look back at that 2020. Like yeah, I mean, they, I mean, let me look. Let me go back and look at it. Go ahead, keep talking. They had a, you know, they had a, a good, like they they competed well in 2020, mm-hmm. but they still only won three games. Yeah, and then in the 2021, they won those nine games, and it, you know, they were competitive, but it was. It was kind of a fluky year. So they, they, they had two games that year. There's really only two games, I would say, that you could say could have gone the other way. I guess there's three. One, they lost. They could have beaten Ole Miss, that yeah. crazy 52-51 game. Yeah. State. Could have lost that one. They could have lost to State, and they beat LSU the next week 16-13 to in Baton Rouge. Yeah. That could have gone the other way. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that, that's, that season's just weird, though. They were 4-0, then they were 4-3, and then they were 7-3. and and then they, uh, or I'm sorry, they were seven and four, and and then they, you know, they lose to Bama, and then they beat Missouri, and they win their, they then they beat Penn State in the bowl game, but they played, they played a six and six Penn State team, yeah. So I don't know, and but they are they're not good. And they're, please, like we we get like the people on the other side that have the, has this narrative that they're supposed to be dominating. They State are not. Miss like. They, they don't. Arkansas has got a lot to prove to move from last in the SEC West. The only sport they, they, they have had, been the worst team in the West. The only as sport a whole. they dominate in is they dominate MSU in baseball. Yeah, in basketball, State has had their number. Ole Miss has been able to beat them from time to time. 
football, I mean, state as well. State's won, won nine of 12. Nine of 12. Yeah. So They've won four out of five in Fayetteville. Yeah. And the one loss they had, they could have easily won. They lost by field goal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then, last but not least. God, they could have won five straight in Fayetteville. Yeah. Yikes. Uh, na- nationwide, it's got to be USC. What a soft, soft football team. All right. They lose the I mean, game. Lou Holtz should have called them soft. They, hey, they play. They play each other every year. You think Lou Holtz would hate them? You would think so. They're soft. So they lose. Caleb Williams just sits there on the bench. Won't go out and shake anybody's hands after the game. They they won't let. It, they didn't bring any players to media. They're like, uh, well, yeah, only been coaches. Static with the media stuff. That's ridiculous. Uh, Caleb Williams' report getting out during the week that he wants a stake in ownership of any team that drafts him. Uh, yeah, he, I'm starting to get to the I'll point where I wouldn't, him. I, I wouldn't, wouldn't I wouldn't him. take him. Would not take him. Something's, something's, something's I, right I smell there. diva. Yeah. Yeah, you, I mean... You, and then, the, I mean, the Oklahoma fans have to be loving this. Oh, yeah. They're, they're loving watching Lincoln Riley suffer. Yeah, you know, Brent Venables is actually good this year. Turning it up this year, yeah. And there's yep. another loser in this, and they, no coffee for these people. Dr. Pepper. They've signed two quarterbacks to NIL deals. They both suck. They signed DJ Ungalangalele... <laughs> That's as close as I'll ever get to getting that right. Isn't he having like a decent year, though? Yeah, at Oregon State. But when he was at Clemson on this NIL deal, he yeah. was terrible. And now Caleb Williams does it, and he's having a terrible year. Is he terrible? I thought he was doing pretty good. He's, these last two games, he's been bad. I've, when they've been playing good teams. Uh, I'm, I'm giving no coffee to the Iowa offense again. Oh. The, and I almost, they, By they were, the way. Speaking of media, I don't know if you saw this. Don't mess with my camera. Sorry, I is was, it you? Are you the reason I'm always having well, to adjust this? There's so much dust on your stuff. It well, bothers me. We need. To, I need to. Get, I need to hire a cleaning crew. Why don't you just do it yourself? Let's take pride in your office. It's not. It's not. It's not. I do. I take out my trash and everything. I just don't. I don't ever. I don't have a Look dust rack. I don't have any cleaning supplies here in the office. Look at this dust. This place is filthy. Shut up. So anyway, they are not letting coordinators speak the rest of the year. Oh. So, wah, wah. did you see? The, did you see, do? Do you know the number of second half yards Iowa had yesterday? Do you know the number? Fifty six. No. Less. Twelve. Ah. <laughs> it is twelve yards from where I'm sitting to the water cooler. It is. It's, it really <laughs> they is. Couldn't get it. But the craziest thing about all this with Iowa is their offense is one of the worst in the country, and they were in the top twenty five. That that was their second loss. They would be they would be number one in the nation if they were. If decent they had it, if they had a decent offense, this decent. Would be the, not not world. Yeah, not the best in the country. That's I, I, I really struggle with Kirk Ferentz. So, is it Ferentz? Ferentz. I really struggle with him because what he's done at Iowa is incredible. But but the offense at some point you have to say first of all don't hire your kid. Never. That that is a really bad idea. Because at some point, you know, the chickens are coming home, and you're going to have to make a call on this guy, and you're going to have to do it this year. By the way, he's he's going to be gone. Yeah, you can't have him for another year. But don't don't hire your own kid to be your offensive coordinator. That's crazy. I want you to listen. So the the deal they made, the 325 points, right? Mm-hmm. That's 25 points per game if you include a bowl game. It's not unreasonable. Listen, to state's going to have 25 this. points a game it's right now. State state is averaging 26.9 right this second, and that's after scoring seven points. Right, it's very difficult not to if score 25. What what they're saying is, if 25 points per game was your goal, that would be 86th in NCAA scoring offense this year. They're asking him. They're not even asking to be average. That is below average. There's only 133 teams. You're on the high end of below average yeah. at that point, and he can't get there. Who who was the other team they lost to? Uh Penn State. Was that close? No, they got shut out. It was like okay. twenty to nothing, twenty nine to nothing, or something like that. So, you know, I mean, uh, if they were what you said, the twenty five points a game, which probably wouldn't have that against Penn State, but yesterday they would have had enough offense. They're seven and one. Yeah. Like that, you're you're contending for the Big Ten. If your offense is 86th in the country, yeah, just just be bad. Yeah, don't be god awful. Just yes. be bad. It's kind of like my thoughts with Mississippi State pitching. Thirteen points yesterday. Thirteen points, and they win the they game. They almost got it on the punt return. That, by the way, that was crap. That was crap. That's crap. That was he's, he's not fair crap. catching. Come on, no, guys. come on. 
Which so. I mean, again, <laughs> it shouldn't come to that. If they if they don't if they don't call that, they the, win the game. By the way, having scored what one touchdown that counts for his contract. So that should not. They they did not word that correctly. Yeah, if they get a pick six, it counts. Well, he has no chance of of hitting that. So I mean, he's go- he's getting to where he's going to have to start averaging like I don't know forty you, points a game. I know you do, but guys, if you don't follow Bud Elliott on uh on Twitter, you should. He's a great college football guy. No, he knows the sport. So he does a he does a a, a chart. So he had he he divvied up the three hundred and twenty five points over the games, right? So game one, Utah State, he's like they need forty two points. They got twenty four. Against Iowa State, he's like they need twenty. They got twenty. Western Michigan, they needed 45, they got 41. Penn State, they only needed 13, and they got zero. They were plus two against Michigan State and got 26. Uh, They needed 24. Purdue, they needed 35, and they got 20. Wisconsin, they needed 24, and they got 15. Minnesota, they needed 30, and they got 10. Now, he says he's like the government. He redistributes the points every week. So in their remaining... He tells you what they need in the game. In their remaining five games, plus the four games plus the bowl, they need 35, 34, 34, 31, and and 35 in the bowl game. They haven't scored more than 40... I guess in a Big Ten school, they haven't scored more than 26. I, see again. I don't know if I have more respect for Kirk Ferentz after that, or well, you know who I have respect for their defensive coordinator. The, yes, that guy's the best assistant coach in the country. He should win the Frank Boyles Award already. I love I love uh, Bud's um, graphic on that. The yeah. save Ferentz. Save, save Ferentz. And yeah. he, it's, he's he's Ferris Bueller. Yes, and, it's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Luck be a lady tonight. We have great harmonies. We, we, should, we really should. We should go karaoke sometime. I've wanted to do that for a right, while. Me too. All right. Next time we're in Nashville. Tomorrow's show, uh, we'll recap what Arnett has to say at his press conference. We'll have our SEC picks. Still one game up on Robbie uh, as we get to that. And uh, anything else that pops up between now and then, we'll talk about it. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Adad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi Media Production.